Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen. All around the world. Stay tuned. We are taking over your airways. In three, three, two, two, one, one, one. conservative talk show host the left hates Romeo Hill on the Romeo show call him now at 516-666-9806 and it all starts now it's time to crank it up oh yes and ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Romeo show I'm so freaking excited oh my god I want to thank Oprah real quick I want to thank Tom Cruise oh my god Tom Cruise anyway uh, enough with that um, jibber-jabber. So Joe Biden, you know, sloppy Joe, I mean, you know, the dust particle of a human being that really is repulsive, probably not as repulsive as Nancy Pelosi, the Wicked Witch, but there's a news article from this plate that says that Biden was bowing to name a black woman in Supreme Court and it backfired. <laughs> Why not? We figured it would, right? But here's what the article says real quick. Um, Americans have seemed to be turned off by Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee strategy and a new NBC news of U.S. adults more than three-quarter represents said Biden should consider all possibility nominees to replace retiring Judge Stephen Breyer. Rather than consider on, only one nominee who are black women, as he has pledged to do, even 54% of the Democrats say they prefer Biden to take a wide net approach. Now, here's my intake on this whole spiel. First of all, Biden is doing anything and everything, I guess it seems possible, to try to, to knock down his percentage. So... I wonder, what is this going to do when Biden tries to supposedly, as he said, he might try to do, run in 2024? I'm wondering, since he's doing a lot of this with, you know, trying to play the race card and only voting for one person, which is person of color, I kind of wonder, how is this going to work when it comes to 2024? But speaking of person of color... Let's not remind ourselves, but let's do anyway, that Joe Biden was one man that was a senator in the, in the jury, in the system that used the N-word twice on live TV on airspan. And you could go look at Joe Biden saying the N-word on live TV twice and him being friends with a supposed KKK member, or have, I guess, a couple of friends that were KKK members. I wonder why a lot of the Democrats didn't consider that to be a problem when voting for Biden. Oh, wait, you know why? It's because the Democrats wanted Trump out so badly that they didn't care who 
was on the ticket go against Trump, they would rather vote anybody but Trump himself. So this is why, you know, now that a lot of Democrats are starting to look at Biden and say, hmm, I don't think we made the right choice here. But, you know, too little, too late kind of comes into my head. But anyway, hope you all are having a fantastic Tuesday. And if you want to join the conversation, call in 516-666-9806. And we will gladly take your calls, your emails, your texts, your Instagram questions. And speaking of Instagram, you know, I I got to say this. I was a TikToker for a, a, quite a while. And TikTok banned me again for having the Confederate battle flag on the back of my wall. And they quoted it as hate speech. You know, this is funny because I had a conversation a few days ago with some people I know and some of my subscribers. And again, shout out to all of our subscribers and to everyone that is promoting us on this website, Blog Talk. Um, we have so many subscribers. We got to think I don't know them all by heart, but well, can thank I also you for every jump in and thank uh, the PBSI's Blog Talk Radio, Acast, Podchaser, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and now TuneIn too. Well, I I got to thank everyone, and I was about ready to thank y'all for listening, and thank you, Scott, for reminding me. But anyway, going back to what I was saying, they you know this is kind of really not amusing, but it's kind of almost ominous. Ooh, big boy word time. I wish Scott had that dun-dun-dun kind of little mantra in the back, because that would be perfect for that moment. Perfect. It is now being said that YouTube only doing the not only the three-strike program, but after your three strikes, it doesn't matter what you say. If they find it as either hate speech or misinformation, you all probably know this already, but it is stupid how, you know, a supposed program like TikTok would not claim to have taken any of your information and sell it, possibly use it again. But on top of that, then ban you while they allow... I'm only going to say this word, maps. Now, if you don't know what the word maps means, I recommend you look it up. I will not be allowed to say it, but they allow maps and they allow other sick, perverted things on the apps, but speech is gone. And we can probably thank Joe Biden for that. But here's something else, speaking of Biden, jumping forward, not backwards, thank goodness. Joe Biden says that the day that George Floyd died was more horrific than Martin Luther King's assassination. Isn't that despicable? I mean, what what kind of person was George Floyd? Oh, of course we know George Floyd possibly wasn't a bad guy. I mean, gee, he was just only a mere person of color that was supposedly being harassed by the police because well you know it 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 must be kind of funny to think that a police officer would supposed no intention of having any racial profiling or bias towards a 
specific person who is only doing his job as a police officer to defend and protect the public go after George Floyd, who is, well, gee, let's see, a, a bad person. He committed robbery. He committed murder. He was passing also possibly bad checks. I mean, does that sound like to you somebody that was like Martin Luther King that was trying to not invoke violence, but just mere simple peaceful protesting? No, George Floyd was not any of those or anything but a criminal. And how could our disgraceful old president of a dust particle and diarrhea put together compare George Floyd being the most horrific incident compared to Martin Luther King? That is terrible. Martin Luther King was a protester who peacefully demonstrated and he made it known to all people that were walking and protesting with him, we will not use violence, we will not incite rhetoric, we will not incorporate any such tolerance of that being done at all in our protests. And he marched peacefully fully down Washington, made sure that he had everyone's attention by doing it the right way, by protesting with peace and sincere positivity and bringing everyone together, whoever you are, together to show that all Americans must stand together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you this right now, as a white person who is a straight white Christian male, guess what, Biden? I don't recognize you as a white American person that has the best intentions for anyone. You claim to fame is you supposedly claim to be Catholic or Christian, but what have you done? Put yourself out there that makes you a decent Christian. Now, I know we can go to the Bible and say, well, thou shalt not judge unless you want to be judged yourself. Well, I'm not judging. I'm just merely stating factual observations. Ooh, some more big boy words for Scott to wrap his mind around. And speaking of Scott, we have to welcome back Scott Hum for his hiatus, and I don't know what he did. I've heard rumors that Scott was trying to chase AOC, and that didn't work very well because AOC's boyfriend was chasing Scott back. So we don't know what Scott was doing, but maybe we'll find out on tomorrow's hiatus of his and Juliet's show, uh, the show that Juliet talks about a lot of things about godly things. And before, you know, we dig deep into other conversations politically, we have to take a second to acknowledge that, you know, Juliet is doing something very, very brave. This is very brave to talk about Christian faith, and especially in a time that we are in today, that is very difficult. Now, I know Biden, you know, again, claims he's a Christian and a Catholic, supposed Catholic, but I don't see any of it. I see more of the Christian faith in Juliet Greystone's podcast than Joe Biden trying to announce to everyone that he's a vaccinated Christian. Oops. 
But anyway, Julia, congratulations on your show. I'm continuing to speak God's word and wisdom, and I hope that people please listen and join that conversation. If you are a Christian or not Christian at all, join the conversation because this is the kind of conversation we must have. We must have these kind of talks because it's important. It's potent now more than ever that we strike that conversation. And there's a, you know, a little book I was reading on God's space that talks about when is it a good time to have a conversation about God and when and how to address certain situations. And maybe tomorrow, Juliet might address that situation on how to have that kind of conversation and how do you approach somebody who may be a non-believer or maybe a believer, but still leaning towards not sure what he'd be on the religious scale. And I think that is something that we all need to have that conversation. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see what tomorrow's episode brings for Juliet. So I hope Julia does very well tomorrow, and I wish her a lot of luck, because today's day and age, it's going to be a rough crowd. So speaking of rough crowd, we also have to talk about how, um, again, Hillary is possibly coming back, too, with Donald Trump. I I'm going to say, you know, this might be... Very, very interesting. But first, we are going to take our first break. If you want to join the call, 516-666-9806. We will be right back after this message, and we will take your emails, your calls, and questions, and then we will go right back to our daily scheduled Snooze Fest program. We'll be right back. Take the following everyday steps to protect yourself and others. Get a COVID-19 vaccine as soon as you can. If you are not fully vaccinated, wear a mask in indoor public places. Children under the age of two should not wear a mask. If you are fully vaccinated, wear a mask in indoor public places if you are in an area of substantial or high transmission or if you have a weakened immune system. Stay six feet from others who are not part of your household. Avoid crowds and poorly ventilated spaces. Wash your hands often. Cover coughs and sneezes. Clean high-touch surfaces daily. The risk of severe COVID-19 increases as the number of medical conditions increases in a person. COVID-19 vaccination and protective measures are important, especially if you are older or have multiple or severe medical conditions. Vaccination, wearing a mask, staying six feet from others, and washing your hands often are important protective measures if you are older or have certain medical conditions. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, stay home except to get medical care. Monitor your symptoms. If your symptoms get worse, contact your doctor. Get rest and stay hydrated. Avoid public transportation, ride-sharing, or taxis. And take these six steps to protect others. Wear a mask over your mouth and nose if you must be around other people. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you cough or sneeze. Clean your hands often with soap and water or use hand sanitizer, especially after coughing or sneezing. As much as possible, stay in a separate room and away from others in your home. Avoid sharing personal household items such as dishes, utensils, towels, or bedding. Wash these items thoroughly after using them and clean all surfaces that are touched often like counters and doorknobs every day for more tips visit cdc.gov for the most accurate health information visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO 
And we are back with the Romeo Show live. If you want to join the conversation, call in at 516 Oh, my gosh. This should be the number for the White House, for the Biden administration, 9806. Joe, just joking. I mean, just joking. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing. Of, okay, my producers, we really got to work on your teleprompter over here. Anyway, um, we got a little email that was sent to me from Sassy69. And she says, Romeo, I have listened to your podcast, your shows. And I've listened to Juliet's show. I've listened to Scott's show. And I have a question for you, Romeo. Leading up to 20 next election, the 2023-2024 election, how think Biden will do come when he leaves? Do you think Biden will possibly do like what everybody thought Trump would do by throwing fits and trying to refuse leave? Or do you think Biden might just go peacefully and possibly, you know, not have a cow? Hey, he, he, she says. And also, my husband and I are both big Trump supporters. Way to go. Um, do you think that Hillary would really win? I've listened to your show and took in consideration that, you know, Hillary has done some pretty nasty, evil things. I know that you have to be careful with how you word it, but please do explain to me, do you think that Trump, pardon the expression, might trump Hillary in this next election? God bless you all, and thank you for your patriotism and continue to fight for America people. Sa uh, Sassy, I have to say this. Honestly, I think that Biden is going to have to go no matter what. So whether he goes peacefully or whether he goes with a little kicking and screaming child hissy fit he can go either way but no matter what when your term is up i i have to say this in the words of the ray charles song hit the road jack you gotta go you can't stay here no more your time is gone your time's gone now to answer your second question do i think hillary with the lovely pung that you put in there trump think trump will trump Hillary, I got to admit, that was a pretty dang good pun. And I'm sure my producer, Scott, in the background, shaking his head going, this isn't organic. This is uh, like fast food. This is terrible. And I know Scott, poor Scott, is definitely going to measly try to say something in the next three minutes. But before he does, I do honestly have to say that there could be a chance that Trump may trump Hillary. Because if Hillary in the last election that she was going against Trump or the last debate, excuse me, the debates that Trump put out her information on blast about her supposedly sending emails, you know, that were classified that shouldn't be out there in public. I think that's going to be a big problem for America. And for sure, I think Hillary is going to have a very hard time because I don't think a lot of people are going to forget. And I know this, I can say this with surety. I know for a hundred percent factual information and surety that 
I know that a lot of American people have not forgotten what Hillary supposedly has done with all of her supposed games that she has been playing and all the things that she has been doing that may or may not be legal. And we know that that kind of person that would try pretend that, oh, it never happened and just smile and wave and try to get the people to vote for her because she may be, I guess, in her own world, her pretend world, that she may be the next best thing better than Biden, but still it does not make a difference. What makes a difference is that Hillary, Hillary Clinton has done some things that we know that is not right, and she has made some decisions and comments and little smirks about certain things that we know that are very, very serious, serious business, and that no one's going to forget it, and nor is the American people ever going to forget what she's done. And we also have to take a minute here to consider that we know that there are supposed rape charges against – now, now, wait a minute. No, Bill, for God – okay, for God's sake, Bill. Felicia, I mean, Shaniqua, did you let Bill Clinton – I just want to make my – Bill, Chinequa, can you please get Bill Clinton out of here? I swear, peak sake, get out of here. Anyway, I'm sorry, Bill. I'm not voting for you. Get your old cigar out of here. Oh, my. Um, We're going to ignore what you heard in the background because, uh, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, but to say that, in all honesty, we cannot ever forget that Bill Clinton had a supposed rape charge against him, against him versus Monica Lewinsky. Trust me, I, you know, I don't ever want to ever try to look up a picture of Monica Lewinsky barf, but I, I don't know what kind of women Bill sees in them, but ugh. Bill, we know you could do better than that. But anyway, being that the fact of it, the matter is that we know that these are supposed allegations that really can hurt the Clinton family. And as much as they would like to pretend or possibly try to pay people off to, to have them keep their mouth shut about this supposed problems, it's not going to go away because the American people have already found out the truth and they are going to remember the truth for what it is. And, and that's the thing is that we cannot ever unhear what we hear. Now, whether the media is possibly sensationalizing supposed allegations or not sensationalizing these allegations, we have to take in consideration that do we want, even though he may or may not have been charged with these supposed rape allegations. Do we want to possibly take a risk of having potential problems again or further down the road in the White House, knowing that these allegations have been brought up? And, Bill, I know you may claim you're one sexy saxophone player, but trust me, there's nothing sexy about you. And I don't even know what Monica Lewinsky saw in you, Barf. But we don't want you in the White House. For no reason should you be allowed in. It is unconstitutional.
unconstitutional and unpatriotic to allow a supposed rapist in the White House. And to have him be in that White House is putting America in jeopardy. And I do appreciate, Sassy, your comments. And I do appreciate you all making these comments, asking me these kind of questions, because these are conversations like talking about God and God's space and stuff like that. These are questions that need to be answered as much as it is hard for a lot of people to talk about it. We have to. But we got another comment for a question from Bill Blint's comment in saying, Romeo, I am a libertarian, but don't be eye to eye with Biden's political views. But on the other hand, I believe that Trump may have done some despicable things, like he has mocked people with disabilities, yikes, and he has said some really cruel things. But I want to know, where can you defend Trump not making these comments and including not only saying that everyone should drink bleach to supposedly help his allegations and supposed comments saying that everyone should supposedly drink bleach to help the COVID? Well, uh, Bill, I got to say this real quick. Um, Trump did not mock people with disability. There was a reporter that was mocking Trump for his hand move. Now, a lot of you guys that probably watch my YouTube videos, Romeo Hill, shameless plug, on my YouTube channel have watched me, and I do a lot of hand motion talking, and I know a lot of people are thinking I'm starting to do, like, some kind of sign language. And tr please, God, for the love of God, please don't try to interpret my hand motions. It, it's not going to add up to anything but gibberish. But Trump has the biggest known hand movement around. Like He moves his hands to talk, and that's how he is. And so the reporter was kind of making fun of him for doing that, and Trump kind of retaliated a little bit. And do I think it's kind of, no, not really, honestly, because, you know, here's the thing. When you're a public figure, you're going to have expectations of people coming at you sideways and making fun of you or pointing your quirks out, if you will, call them quirks. And it may not be pleasantry for them to point that out about you, but it is something that as a public figure, Trump knew that he would definitely have to fight against. And so he made that comment and he made those little remarks kind of snarky, if you will, to remind the person doing that to him that, hey, I know what. Now, your other question was, do I think that, you know, Trump is saying go drink bleach or has supposedly said go drink bleach to help the COVID case? No. Here's where that stands. And Scott, can you please, at some point today, tomorrow or whatever, ASAP put in what the statements of what Trump said about a light, a UV light. So Trump was talking about having a little light go down somebody's throat and destroy the little parts of COVID virus that were in a body or in somebody's system. Now, talked about 
yeah, you probably could hear maybe a little bit about like, I guess you call it chemicals, but that was not talking about using them. He said this would be better than people using them handle the COVID-19 case by using your doctor, which possibly could now use a ultraviolet light, destroy the COVID variants that are inside you than using household chemicals. Now, I know a lot of you Democrats out there are going to get twisted and butt hurt and say, well, Romeo, we have proof he said that. Oh, wait a minute. That's just Trump being racist. No, Trump never said anything about drinking bleach. This is the problem with the Democrats, is that you guys go off of what the supposed media says, and you don't think for yourselves, but you ultimately hear, oh, my God, Trump just said, we should all drink bleach. Wow, that's stupid. <laughs> and you like, it's a, just a big thing that you guys can't get over, but when... You get called out because, oh, that's fake news. The media actually fit his words around and decided to use what Trump was saying not to do. But you're saying you should do it or that was what Trump said to do. Then you guys decide to take that upon yourselves as, oh, that is the biggest attack you can use on a conservative or a constitutionalist. Well, I hate to tell you this. But pucker up, buttercup, it is not anything that Trump said. And to be honest with you, you are a liar if you think that Trump said that. Because that was nothing what Trump said. You could look at so many reports back to what Trump truly said, and you know that Trump never said it. Because, well, guess why? Because the media sensationalizes fake news. And, and guess what, Romeo? Oh, I've got the exact quote. Go ahead. Quote it. It's from the Austin American Statesman. Uh, quote, and I want an impression. A question that probably some of you are thinking of, if you're totally into that world, which I would find to be very interesting. So supposedly we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just a very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought that light inside the body, the skin, or way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting, right? And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in one minute. And there is a way we can do something like that by injection inside or almost cleaning. You see it gets into the lungs and it does tremendous number on the lungs. See, so there, the, hold on, Scott. Hold on. Hold on. So... Yeah. He's not talking about injection bleach. No. He's no. talking about injecting a different kind of chemical that would CDC certified 100. Everything. Do you think, honestly, bleach is 100% CDC certified? So if I take a swig of bleach, guess what's going to happen? That's stupid of me, and it would kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, you would be dead. So Trump said injections, meaning like a COVID shot that would have a chemical inside of it balance your immune system to help bring your immune system up, but also be able to attack the variant that is 
inside a system or before a variant hits a system. And by the way, I do have to announce that I am vexed and not very proud of it, but because it was my choice, I decided to get vaxxed. I well, have to tell you right now that there is a still chance, and I know this may be a little cumbersome for some of you folks out there to hear this, but there is always still a chance that you will still get COVID even if you have your shots. So Trump well, knew that, but Trump Romeo, was recommending that you have options so what were the options? Well, a UV light or mm. a some kind of shot that would have a reaction for the COVID variant itself, and the COVID variant would have a bad reaction to it, killing the variant or slowing it down, maybe not killing it 100%, but taking the variant itself out and making it weaker so that it's not as strong as what it once was, and destroying it. So could all I, of your ideas... Could I jump in with something that, real quick? Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry for interrupting, but for... And there's going to be people who will be your detractor and say, well, I heard Romeo say he took the shot and blah, blah, blah. Well, you, if you don't mind me mentioning, you do have a lung condition from when you were a small mm -hmm. child that makes yep, you and I still a do. candidate. Yeah, and makes you a prime candidate because of that condition, a structural issue, let's just say. Uh, and you made what I think, and I applaud you, which is a rational decision to become vaccinated because of that uh, it's about 30%, less than 30% of the population that doesn't want to be vaccinated and has become the... Uh, the breeding grounds for all, for these latest variants, but I interrupt. Well, and, and that's the thing, Scott. Is we can't blame the unvaxxed. Let's not no. blame the unvaxxed, because here's the thing: I made my choice, and again, I'm not proud to be. I'm not sitting here going, "Yay, get back, Yahoo! Go drink bleach, or or go hit your head on the brick stone until you possibly pass out." To, Save your life from yeah. No, I'm not telling you all to do all these stupid things. But what I'm telling you is you have to make a decision whether or not you want to get help. Now, blaming people who are unvaxxed is unfair because, again, I may not be a what's called pure blood anymore. And I'm sorry that you Republicans may not consider me pure blood anymore. That's fine. I don't give a rat's flying part that you don't consider me a pure blood, but understand I did this for my family, myself, and my loved ones. I made this rational decision to help my family, help myself, but not only that, but help my family are people that have very big problems when it comes to like immune system problems. I don't want to be selfish and potentially give something to them. But at the same time, I'd rather have the COVID myself, fight it, go through with it, than them, and then them losing their, possibly losing their lives over it because I decided to be selfish. Can we hear no. from one of your loved ones, Romeo? Do you mind? 
Oh, uh, sure. Juliet, what do you think? Of- I, I think he's a very sweet guy, you know, thinking about his family and stuff over himself. You know, I I agree, you know, we should all have our choice, um, you know, of whether we should do it or not. You know, if we choose to, that's fine. And if we choose not to, that should be fine, too. Like like Romeo said, we shouldn't uh, blame the, the unvaxxed or attack them. We should just no. realize they make their own choice. You know, we deserved it. I mean, we... We're allowed to have our own choices and opinions. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that a lot of people I know on TikTok and all of them are celebrating. But here's the, what if, let's play the statistics. Since all the big patriots out there that claim that they're not going to take a shot want to play statistics and they're looking for factual proof. Well, here's the problem with, what you're saying, half of the numbers of the dead people that have possibly died or supposedly have died are very minimum. But we can't plow, you know, we pull out and say that they're not still possible causes for the deaths of people. But we have to take in consideration that there are numbers out there that are shown so far very little. But thing about it is is that whether or not want or not want to, you have to make your own choice. Therefore, you know, like Trump saying, we'll get back to the Trump and the bleach thing here in a minute, because it does have to go hand to hand with what I just said. And I do thank Juliet for that comment and that very nice, generous uh, compliment that she gave me. Appreciate that compliment. Um, it shows right there that there are numbers. There are statistics. You know, yes, I have to be honest with you. I think that this COVID shot was probably as bad as the Obamacare little fiasco that we had when Obama was trying to do his Obamacare thing. It came out a little too early, untested, unproven, the CDs is watching numbers. Now, I just, I have a, 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 a spoon that has a little bit of uh, chicken pot pie and mayo ketchup or whatever on it. And I'm attaching it to my body, to my nose, to my head. There's no chip on it. I, I'm still trying to figure out if I can turn on my TV and get HBO. I still haven't got HBO yet from it or C-SPAN or any other cartoon network TV shows from doing this. And yeah, I know I stole Scott's one liner too, but I haven't gotten all of that. I don't think folks that this is the market. A lot of Christians are going to claim this to be possibly it. It is not it. The beast comes in the hand or the forehead and the number is 666. This isn't the beast. This is just an option for you to get vax to help protect people. Now, it may not be 100% accurate. Yes, I'm going to agree with a lot of you Republicans because, again, I'm a constitutionalist. I would probably call myself more, I really don't know what the heck I am. I'm just more realistic, I guess we can call myself, a realistic person. Yes, there are problematic things with the shot that are still happening, that could happen, or 
could supposedly happen, but we can't ignore the fact that these are options for us. So when you go in back and saying, well, Trump said you should take bleach instead of the shot, why didn't you take a shot of bleach with maybe a little shot of Jack Daniels? Well, hey, stupid, did you know that bleach actually can kill you? Did you know that bleach is a deadly, deadly chemical that could kill you in a heartbeat like that? You think I'm stupid to do that? No. Just because you listen to fake news, get out of it. Come on, man. In the words of Joe Biden, come on. Stupid is what it is. Nobody ever would tell anybody to drink bleed and, and expect that to be a actual plausible, reasonable answer. Now, the vaccine, again, there are problematic things that are supposedly possibly still going on with it. But in hindsight, we have to acknowledge the fact of the matter is, is that there are research being done for that reason. For that reason, the CDC, and no, we're not talking about Dr. Fuji Apple from Hong Kong, Ching Chong, China, that, that loves to play the mask on, mask off, hokey pokey, pouchy pokey game. We're talking about the real, real doc. Not like Dr. Gregory House or Hugh Laurie from Gregory House. We're talking about real certified genuine doctors who have had have gone through colleges degrees and multiple multiple studies and have had to do multiple studies on different things to in order to get that job they had to learn different things so that they could try to find answers these shots are still risk taking but i'm not going to tell you Go get the shot. No, I'm not telling you to go get the shot. Or but not. Romeo, the here, shot. I'm just saying. Here's the thing that, and I'm sorry for. I mean, we've now do. got. Yeah, too late. I, we've got these new round of allegations, not just that Dr. Fauci allegedly signed off on the research for the Wuhan lab, which was shaky to be supposed, but uh, now we're finding out that doctors around the world express concerns about the gain of function angle of things going on and and we're told oh no don't raise a fuss don't alert the press don't tell your peers don't talk about it in any publication because oh your research funding might be in jeopardy and that that's how i mean you've seen that in the news today in the last couple of days especially yeah and and it's funny that you mention that because we again talked about this I think in my live or on air here that the government does not want to possibly take responsibility. We know that if if let's just pretend hypothetically if our government was involved in all of why would our government want to take the well they wouldn't number one reason why they because if they get blamed, then a lot of the American people are going to want to throw them out. And they're going to, we're going to be really angry. They're going to have like an angry whole bunch of American people with pitchforks and just loud voices screaming at them, get them out, get them out. And they know that they're going to be in trouble. So they don't want to take the blame because there's so much risk. And on top of that, it is not just about 
possible risk-taking, but it's also the factor that if our government did have hands in the cookie jar, if you say, or had their hands involvement in the Wuhan lab research stuff, then why was our government not willing to be honest with the people about? Why would they lie? Well, that's a simple reason. And it's journalism 101 for me. This is for me. I can already answer this in one simple reason. Because the government may not, well, two reasons. Number one, the government can't always tell the American people what they're doing because some of that may see, you know, top secret classified, like C4 classified, and you can't speak on it. But the other reason is because if the American people knew about it, and if they told the people, then the people would start having less trust in the government. So if the government is supposedly involved in this, then the government would realize that they just, for the expression, I guess they pretty much shot themselves in their own foot and now no longer can be trusted by the people. So they're not going to have the people listen to them, but become naysayers and say, no, 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 no. You already had your chance to try to explain what you're, but you lied, you turned around, you pretended like you didn't know this was happening, and you didn't forewarn us. Just like what I was saying about possibly Trump having his hand involvement. Well, Trump would have lost a lot of voters and a lot of confidence in the American people if it would have been known that he was doing this. So the government but, doesn't want to lose us because they want us to possibly live in that fear continuous. They want us to not be able to think for ourselves. They want us to be able to only be satisfied by what the media says, what the CDC says, what the government says, and what everybody else says. But the ones that are naysayers are the losers, the liars, the, I guess, misinformants, if you will. But here's, here's the thing, though, Romeo. The government Fauci has been around for seven presidents. It's not, and, yeah, it's not the presidents. It's Fauci. Fauci's the one they ought to look into. It's everybody. Everybody that's involved in this. Everybody mm. that's involved needs to be investigated because there, there is a problem. When you have political opportunity, or excuse me, when you make this so politicized that you turn it into a weaponized political game in the uh, politi politicians' hands, that they think that, oh, this is going to be perfect because we can politicize this, we can weaponize this, we can make this into a big thing that they're, it's going to spread a global pandemic of fear amongst people that they're not going to do, they're going to supposedly then run for whoever can have the information and trust, which would be us, because supposedly now we trust the government more than we trust ourselves, and that's a shame, to be honest. But they're looking for a reason for us, we the people, to run to them for trust. They want us to trust them, and they can't handle the fact that once we get to a point where we no longer trust them, then they are screwed. 
they realize at that point that if we don't trust them, then they can't continue to spread the pandemic of fear and politicizing all of this inside a little incident that they've had. And inside that little incident comes truth, right? It comes in truth. So there is truth somewhere inside there. But we have to peel away the onion and we have to peel away all the lies and deception to find what really was going on. And no matter what was happening, guess what? At some point, the CDC, the government, the politicians are going to be held responsible in this little ball of lie that they've created. And in this little ball of lie that they created, there's no way that truth is not at some point going to come out. It is. It's logical. It's plausible. Every person that knows something about this is going to either have to come forward. Now, the government is doing a very bad job of possibly trying to either pay off people to silence them or doing something unspeakable that we can't say, but let's just say that uh, they're no longer to be seen if the government hears them try to possibly speak out against the truth and what is going on. And that is why the government is feeding on us to do what we are doing now, because the government has connections with the media, the other continents, even including China itself, where this supposedly came from. We know that all these different places have truth inside of them. And no matter what the heck happens, Scott, you know what will happen? Truth. What? There is a saying. Truth will set you free. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? God bless America. Truth will set us free. We will find what happened and what really became of this whole pandemic by investigating. The government can only run so far before the government runs into a wall and they can't, they're not Spider-Man. So they aren't going to be able to climb and jump over the wall and parkour over the wall. They're going to end up in a, a paddle. They're going to end up in a creek with a zero paddle inside their boat. And they're not going to go nowhere but downhill from there because they aren't going to be able to paddle out of their way of lies and deceit that they've used so many times because we've heard all of their lies. We've heard all of their little spiels that they've said. We don't care no more. We don't give a darn no more about what you got to say right now. We want the truth. Why was our government supposedly possibly involved in this? Why was Dr. Fauci, who has seen so many presidents throughout his time, not been involved? Well, of course, it didn't happen when Obama was in office. Of course, it didn't happen when Bush was in office. But just like the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, anthrax incident, we fought against that anthrax and Bush. We got through it. Yes, the government tried to hide and hide and lie their way out of it, but we got down to the nitty-gritty. Supposedly, it was the government 
that was involved. It was supposedly the government that wanted this to happen. So the government supposedly was involved with it because, well, guess what? Iraq, Iran, and all of the other terroristic countries that are extreme terrorist countries that do that kind of stuff. No, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about countries that are extreme terrorist countries that have been known to have extreme terrorist countries out there use that kind of stuff against other countries just to make it known that they have our attention by doing something like this. So guess what? They're going to do it. They're going to politicize it. They're going to try to weaponize it. They're going to try to play into a pandemic of fear. That is what the government wants. It wants fear. And what was that one quote? Oh, yeah. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. And we right now are fearing fear. Well, we shouldn't fear fear. We should start looking and honestly and seeing what the heck happened. Where did our government go wrong? Where did our government start lying to us, supposedly lying, and going against the people when in the Constitution it says we the people should not fear the government. The government should fear us, we the people. We've allowed the government to have so much control that now they have the audacity to bring a weaponized pandemic like COVID to the whole United country and continents. If they supposedly did this, then what they're to say that they won't do something more or possibly go one step further. We don't know if they, we have an idea that there is a way that it could be done. They can do anything they want because if the government supposedly decides that they want to do anything, that all they have to do is have the right amount of money, the right amount of people, and the right amount of contacts to possibly get it done when they want it done. And if that is the case, and I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying if it is the case, then who is not to say that this COVID-19 thing might not be the only attack on the United States that is coming? What if there is more to come, but we don't know that, but our government may know it? And how can we trust our government when supposedly if our government is lying to us, how do we know that our government has the best interest for us? We don't. We don't know that because we know that if the government possibly had their hands involvement, the coronavirus or, you know, all the wars that we've been involved in, who's to say that the government wasn't just instigating it for smoke, possible smoke screening? That's got to make you think a lot about. That gives you a lot to think about, folks. When you think about it, our government, do you really think our government possibly cares any more about us than they do now? I don't think so. I don't think our government cares. Honestly, if our government is involved, why would they care about us now? Well, you know why they wouldn't if they were involved? Because the government doesn't care about us now. Because if they are involved in stuff like this, then guess what that means? That means that they can become the biggest bully. 
they can bully us to doing anything they want us to do, whether it be mandate vaccines or segregate from religious color or, you know, do things like the 1940 Nazi movement that the Nazis did. They have all control. And at that point, when they have so much control, we are then screwed. We have no way to stop them. And no matter what happens, even if we try to ask other countries to help us, guess what? We've possibly burnt that bridge many, many years ago. We've burnt so many bridges now that there might not be any other country that wants to help us, we the people. So then that means that if there is a time, a time, a time and a chance that we are going to end up going against our own government and telling our government, no, we are tired of it. We are alone. We are alone because we have allowed the control to be given to our government for so long. And that control should have never been available for them. And I don't know what to tell you folks if if this doesn't really upset you or, or butter your biscuit, then I think it should butter your biscuit and burn a hole in your britches because this is bad news. If our could possibly have this much control and if possibly our government is involved in the case, then who's to say government won't do anything else to us, let alone anybody other than other countries like uh, China, Russia, Ukraine, uh, you know, Iraq, Iran. Our own government is supposedly acting as a radical group of extremists, and that is bad. That is scary. We've already gone through September 11th. We've already gone through multiple wars in our lifetimes. Well, maybe not our lifetimes, but we've been in multiple wars in our throughout different parts of our lives, we have been through so much that right now it would possibly get to a point where it possibly could end in a civil war. And when our government decides that we are annoying them enough and we are becoming a thorn in their backside and we want justice and we want things done the way that it should be for the people, by the people, and for in the name of God, then guess what? The government will block it. The government will possibly block it from happening because they know that we can't do much because we right now are running by ourselves. What does that tell you? That's scary news. You're listening to The Romeo Show. We will be right back after this quick message. Join the call, 516-666-9806. We will be glad to read your emails, your questions, have a conversation with you. But we're having a big conversation today that needs to be had. 
So we will be right back after this Build Back Butter message. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.com. Nothing says home like a hearty meal with family and friends. Since 2011, the Gary Sinise Foundation's Serving Heroes program has shown gratitude to our nation's defenders by offering them a taste of home. This year, we're partnering with the Bob Evans Our Farm Salutes program to help serve even more meals to service members as they return home or continue to serve overseas. Look for Bob Evans' purple packaging and visit ourfarmsalutes.com to learn more about how you can help serve our service members. The strength of America, our values, our way of life hasn't just been won on the battlefield. It's won every day in our communities when we come together, extending hands of compassion, service, and hope to those who need it most. For over 100 years, the American Legion has been strengthening communities across our nation by providing life-saving help and support to our veterans and neighbors during times like we're facing today. It's what the Legion's all about. From blood drives, to distributing food, from responding to emergencies, and protecting the most vulnerable among us, our mission is making America's communities stronger. We are one family, and therefore, we care. We are the American Legion, veterans strengthening America. To learn how you can help, visit legion.org. Back with the Romeo Show. Glad to have you join the conversation. We got a caller from 407. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Romeo Show. Thank you for joining the show. What is my friend? Well, Romeo, this is Ed from Florida. Talked to you before. Hey, Ed. What's um, going you know, on? Well, you know, the deep state's been going on. It's been going on and on. Like I said, the D.C. is the district of corrupted creep, and mm-hmm. they're not poor. we got to get that straight. And uh, exactly. I don't know, I you, know you know, the best way we could do is just work in our own communities, do your best, um, ignore their laws. And a lot of us, you know, your county, your state, a lot of us in counties are standing up. Did you see the Tucker protest in, uh, in where was Canada yesterday in Ottawa? And they're bringing one here to the United States here shortly to D.C. So I don't know if you heard about that. That just happened yesterday, the day before. And they're still hanging out there up in Ottawa. They don't like Trudeau either. You know, this is a, this is a big world globalist movement. Our, our government has been uh, hijacked. Forgive me for... State, oh, no, no, Scott, hold on. Let me listen. Well, forgive me for jumping in, guys, but he's referring to the truckers' protest going on, Ed, correct? I, I know what he was referring to. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking and, about the deep state has been around, and it's been growing. I mean, I've watched it for the last 50 years. I like, you know, it expounded uh, probably three or four times its size, five times its size. And, you know, they're they're in there for, you know, like policy, like you were saying. These guys in Comey and the other guys from the FDA, all the, all these agents, they're, they're in there. They're deep. What we elect is nothing because it doesn't change the deep state. It, they just, it, it's like mm-hmm. looking at an 80-ounce glass of 
of beer. The deep states, the beer, the foam on top, we can start out a little, but the deep states still below it. It's not getting less. Well, and here's my question for you then, Ed, because you, you're saying that everyone should just be able to work in their own way around it. But the problem is with your theory, and I, I see where you're going with your theory, and i in totally in agreement that, yes, we should be able to work in, in our own ways of doing with our own things, but the problem is is that what we have to understand here, Ed, is that a lot of our communities today rely on government, rely on the public, meaning where we get our grocery, we get our you know news sources from, where we get our most known information, like politicians voting, you know, voting information from voting ballots, things like that are all public and all up in place. So that being said, we do have a better chance of, yes, making it better for us if we did take back our city. But the problem here, again, Ed, is that we can't do that by ourselves because our government has so much control too much, I think, in my own personal take, that the government would never allow that to happen. The government would never foresee that to be a possibility for us at all. They would stop that in a heartbeat, faster than a heart attack. They would stop that. They would say, no, we don't want that because they, again, like I was saying before, the government wants us to rely on them. Now, I think that the government should never really have us rely on them, but at the same time, we should, you know, have the government be there for us, but we should not have the government have so much power where we can't trust them. We don't know whether they're going to be snakes in the grass or are they going to help us we are at a point where we don't know which way they're going to go, but right now we kind of aren't seeing that there's snakes in the grass. Do you see, do you follow where I'm going? Oh, I follow where you're going. You see, like I said, you're not straightening that out. It's so deep and so rooted, the snakes, that it's, it's infested totally. That's why I said it, you know, crashes, you know what I mean? And when it crashes, that's when you're going to want to know your people in your area and you're going to want to share some food and share whatever you have and, and, and stick together to, to support each other because it could crash. And, you know, D.C. is not going to get straightened out. There's just no way. It's, it, it has a, a mission, and that's going to be uh, being part of the global dominant, you know, world and, you know, and control people as much as possible. They're all about control. They're not going to give up control. I agree with you, you know, but you have a chance in sort of in, in some of the states and some of the counties and, you know, local thing to at least keep, you know, grow food, uh, help out at your food banks, get to know your people in yeah. your area and help each other out. That's that for sure is the real way that America used to run America. There was when America was founded, it was hardly D.C. was unheard of. You know, nobody went to D.C. We were all under states rights. Man. You know what I mean? And it was just after the Civil War, it started growing and growing. But after 
the Federal Reserve Act and the IRS Act in 1913, and then especially during the 60s and 70s, you know, it started growing like crazy. And <laughs> lately, it's just, you know, it's off the chart. Well, and, you and know, D.C. needs you, to be put back in its place to influence the world. And you did bring up a very interesting point, Ed, on that a lot of people should start doing their own, like, planting, you know, maybe try to live off. The, I, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, this is what I kind of heard. Like, you're, what you're saying is basically do, like, what they did way back before technology consumed right. us. Right. Don't, don't, don't take technology for, for granted. You know, they survived exactly. back in the days without technology. You know, technology, they're, use, they're using it to control us. And we got to be very wary of it. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to have backup and have the old and go back to it. And, you know, and that's the thing, Ed, is that the problem with today's society and today's generation is that there's so much relying on, like, the stock markets, Bitcoin. They're uh, talking about how, you know, they're putting bank accounts in like different countries, you know, separating different monies for different regions. So in case if something does happen, God forbid, if it ever did, then they would possibly try to find a way to get to their money or get, you know, have a little safety net. Well, it's always good to have that little safety net, but the problem still lies in itself is that no matter how much we try to make a safety net for ourselves, once we are in the system, and under the government's eye, the government will never, ever be out of our And even if we try to go off grid, the government is going to want to find us. Yes, they, that is a great cause for, for people and the government to start worrying is when people start going off grid randomly and start dropping off like flies, no technology. You know, like I said before, the Amish have never spoken a word about voting for Trump. But then when Amish finally came out and started voicing their opinion for Trump, you would everybody was just going bananas because those were the people like what you're talking about, Ed, who are off grid, never been under the government's eye, have never been seen by the government or the government doesn't focus on them. They're so off grid that they, the government's just like, you know what? We don't care. And to hear and have the government hear us watching the Amish people come out and say, look, we're mad, was just drops everyone's jaw. And the Amish, I think, do have a good point in trying to definitely go off grid. You know, use your resources. You know, go out. Well, they are. They've been off grid for a long time. I used to live up, I had neighbors were Amish. You know, and um, they've been off. And a lot of them, most of them don't even vote. I mean, they, you know, they believe that they're more religious and they just believe in, you know, take care of each other. And um, and basically, when you get down to it, you know, it, it's a it's a good system. And they have their it own is. community and they work. And, and that's what I'm talking about, that exactly. And there's a lot more people, you know, they have that off-grid show and there's a lot of people going off-grid more than you think. There's a lot more people homeschooling. There's a lot more people starting to grow your own. And yeah. back in the earlier days, like my grandparents, all everybody from their generations in the 30s and 40s grew, grew their uh, plants and stuff and food 
And, and my parents started getting away, and then we got away more. Now, like you're saying, everybody, they, they try to get everybody away from that, yeah. but we need to move back towards it, get back to the garden, as the song would say, you know, trying I, I, to get back to the garden. I agree with you, Ed, but, Ed, we are running out of time. Uh, I hope maybe you can join me next week, Ed. And yeah, if I can. can you know, bigger, you know, I've, I've been on your show a couple times before. And I'll give you a holler if I get a chance next week. I never know when I'm going to, because, you know, if I'm around, I'll try to give you a holler, man. Keep up the good show. Yeah, thank you, Ed. And, you know, what Ed just said, and for you guys that recapping here, so what we were talking about is, like, Ed was saying that we do need to kind of have, if you don't want to rely on the government, then go off grid. Go do like what the Amish, basically living off of the land, basically going basic knowledge of what you've been taught, how to start fires, how to make a home out of wood, cut down the tree, make the wood. We're talking about these things because the government is going to get so badly out of control that what will happen is supposedly people just start dropping like flies off the grid. Guess what? The government's going to start worrying because then they're not going to be able to find these kind of people because these people are out there living their life away from and away from the public eye point. So there is no need for them to draw attention to themselves. Ed brought up a good point. There are a little starting to homeschool. I agree. Homeschooling, I think, because of this whole indoctrination stuff that is going on in today's society, we need to definitely start maybe homeschool. We need to start teaching our kids back in the day where you could go out there, make a fire, cut firewood, learn how to plant potatoes, plant your crops, kill your own animals for for food or for fur or whatever. We got to start doing that because at some point, all the electronical stuff we have is going to go poof. Guess what? For you Gen Zs or you millennials out there, you're going to have a heck of a day without playing Minecraft or YouTube or phone calls or anything like that. That's going to be one bad situation waiting to happen. Well, I'm your host, Romeo, and I do appreciate and thank you everyone for calling. And I do want to remind you guys that tomorrow is Julia talking about God. And I just got to say real quick, I want to bring Julia in for the last three seconds. Julia, what can you give us like a, a little sneak preview or snippet of what you'll be talking about tomorrow? Yes, I'm, I'm going to be talking about... Um forgiveness, you know, God's forgiveness and how God, you know, from the Bible expects us to forgive others the same way as yeah. we forgive and uh, just forgiveness and forgiving others the way God would want us to. Yeah, and, you know, that that's very hard. In, and speaking of forgiveness, I want to incorporate a little bit before we end the show here, Juliet. How do you think we the people could forgive or pardon our government for doing what they supposedly have done towards us or against us, how do you think we could ever allow the government to be forgiven for some of the horrific and horrendous things 
that they have done, the American people. Well, it is difficult for us humans because we're not like Jesus, but same same way Jesus uh, forgave those who put him on the cross. And yes, that is hard for us humans because are, again, not God, but, you know... Sometimes we can, we could, you know, try to think about, you know, what would, what would Jesus do, even though someone does something horrible. Well, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta say this real quick. You know, you said what we, we would think, what would, and for many years I've been trying to turn the government into a fish, just joking. <laughs> I, that that really didn't yeah. go very. But, you know, I, I keep, keep trying, but it's not working. I mean, Joe Biden, he's still flopping around like a fish. I mean, his brain is. But that is very good, Juliet. And tomorrow, Juliet will be talking about forgiveness. Scott, real quick before we go, what is your topic for tomorrow? I have no idea. No, just kidding. I'm going to be updating people on all the crazy things that have going, been going on. Uh, the fact that I can't talk, uh, <clears throat> just allergies, and the a uh, lot of things you discussed and Juliet will have discussed by that point. It's a great way to cap off the week at rightwingmedia.net radio and uh, the website. And Well, that is a great way to cap off the show. And speaking <laughs> of cap off, I, I would like to take my cap off to all of you guys and gals out there that are our listeners, that are our uh, porter, like you guys and gals out there that help make rightwingmedia.net possible by giving us the opportunity to speak the God-honest truth about what is going on in the world today. We need more people out there that can do that because the media is just a chaotic zoo. And speaking of zoo, I think I hear uh, Scott's... Uh, family oh i'm i'm sorry i, I wasn't talking mm. about scott's democratic family oh, the, funny. the nut house but you know um i think scott the zoo is calling me right now and want and starting to look for you so i'm gonna have to go pick up that call but anyway i'm romeo hill i will catch you all next tuesday have a good weekend god bless stay safe and watch tomorrow for the juliet show it's going to be fantastic and Huge. So, see you all next Tuesday. God bless. Uh...